headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author and Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. It is a free call at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Thank you for jumping in, America. We are glad you are here. So, John, we, um, we were talking before we got on the air and I think it's worth just carrying that conversation forward a little bit. There is a, uh, uh, there seems to be a movement or, or a stirring, and I don't, I don't think it's coordinated. I think it's just observation by several people who are good critical thinkers. There's an observation by people like uh, Michael Easter, who wrote the book Comfort Crisis, uh, by um, some of our friends over at the Daily Wire, uh, by. Um, uh, People like Mike Rowe, our friend Mike Rowe, uh, this there, there is the uh, seems to be a, a separation in our culture right now, and a recognition uh, of this like never before between the people who are willing to work mm. and sacrifice and have mental or physical calluses calluses on your mind because you push through, you persevere through something stressful on your hands, literally because you're doing like real work um, versus quiet quitting versus I'm going to work from home, which means I don't work much. Hmm. I'm not really working from home. Uh, There's pretty much two categories of people. All the data is starting to show us people that work from home. There are those that work way too much like become workaholics at home they don't quit they they get up from dinner abandon their kids go back to their screen and keep working all night and then there are those that work like two hours a day and call that a full-time job Hmm. and play with their children in the middle of the floor while they're supposed to be working but there's this group of people that are uh bent on mediocrity they're bent on doing as little as possible they are bent on just getting by they are bent on trying to quote cheat the system and someone else take care of them and then there's this group of people that are kind of i guess old school that are working that have work ethic that are leaning in and they can be of any age group it is not a uh, a generational thing i saw somebody today railing on gen z it's not gen z uh, because I'm meeting boomers that are doing these exact same crap mm-hmm. one way or the other. But in a, in a culture where uh, a percent, a, an unusually large percentage has decided to do little or nothing, if you're willing to do a lot, you're going to stand out. Oh, man. You yeah. got chance for success like never before in our world. Right. I, 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 I go all the way back to I, – I actually – and maybe I'm crazy I, or I'm overly optimistic, my wife says sometimes – I. I think we got here with good intentions. Back in the, I mean, you remember back in the seventies and eighties, there were some studies done that showed, man, these folks who are are CEOs and leaders, they've got good self esteem. And so, what we need to give these kids in elementary school is, we just need to tell them how great they are all the time, so they have good self esteem. And what we missed, after, and then we, the participation trophy was born. That's right. Everybody's going to feel good about themselves, and then they'll all become like that. And what we missed is 
No, they became like that because they failed a lot and they got hit in the mouth a lot and they kept persevering and they had people around them that walked alongside them. Similarly, man, we everyone, have... I, I just put a thing on Instagram. Everyone wants to win the Super Bowl, but nobody wants to get tackled by a 350-pound man. That's ex- yeah, and that's, that's Tom Brady got hit a whole bunch. Yeah, right? it's like... like and his lineman got hit way more. It's right? like getting hit by a Kia. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's just... But 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 I want to win the Super Bowl. But I don't I don't, I don't want any dirt under my fingernails, and I don't want to hear my joints creak. I think it's the old Bobby Knight quote. Everyone everyone wants to be win the championship. Nobody wants to practice real hard, yeah. right? And you don't put that time in. And I think we have a culture of folks who miss. They don't have a picture of what that gap looks like. And now I, I actually think it's, it sounds old school, but I'm seeing it in the medical science and in the mental health science. It's a new wave of people coming in saying. Oh, our bodies can't exist without stress and tension. It can't exist without having something to push up against. You don't go to the gym and lift a ribbon. You got to put weight on that bar. Otherwise, your body never grows. You don't get stronger. And so we ha- I think we have to teach a whole generation of people, here's how to get back up. You know what part of it is, too? I mean, you used to get dopamine hits from stress and from leaning into something. Oh, dude. Lifting, the pushing. Anticipation. Yeah, now it's, now, now it's, you get dopamine hit from... Everywhere. From, well, this magic wand in your hand. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. You got a magic wand in your hand that gives yes. you dopamine hits all day long that aren't from... But there's no real stress associated with it. And so there's this atrophying of character right. that has occurred. And I, I used to tell my students, when Martin was marching across the bridge, Dr. King... The assumption was you're going to get killed doing this, and we're going anyway. That's different than the the thumb warriors I call them, like like launching their grenades via social media. Like hey, there's this lack of, hey, dude, if you're going to get in the arena, you're going to get hurt, and that's that's part of the whole game. Not you can't sit on the outside of the arena and pretend you participated, right? You got to no. get in there, and that means you're going to get knocked down. But and if there is no toughness, there is no perseverance. If there is no calluses, there is no perseverance and if there is no perseverance there is no success and then the self-esteem not not the self-esteem and then and what you can't do dave you can't lie to your body you can tell yourself you're the toughest guy in that room you can tell yourself i can do it i can do it your body knows we're not ready for this and it's fluffy there's a there's a gap right (laughs) it's like oh i could do that your body's telling you i don't think we can man (laughs) i don't think we can don't do that don't do that and so man get some true real experiences underneath your belt um, yeah. So yeah. when in doubt, bust up into something. Yes. Uh, when in doubt, overdo it. Yes. Uh, when in doubt, activity, not passive. Right. 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 Um, we have a culture know. that's overthinking everything. Get out and start doing, man. Get yeah. out and start doing and fail. And, and quit trying to figure out the uh, the, the macroeconomic uh, Marxist angle on something. Yes. Go God get a sucks. job, dude. Yeah. Just just go work. <laughs> just go yes. work. What's that line your grandma had? I, I loved. There's a great place to go when you're broke to work. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Man. That's just that. that but that's the. That's old school right yeah. there. And here's the thing. It's also new school because really there is no success without it. Right. There is no success in your marriage unless you're intentional and you work at it. Doesn't every, sound very every romantic. Day. Every day. But you got to, you know, when, when I got married, I didn't, you know, I didn't know beans. I, I've read like a hundred marriage books. I think, you know, I started raising kids. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I started reading parenting books. You know, I, there's it, without doing it on purpose, without some lifting, without some stress, without some push, which always involves a callus as developing. Um, there is no success. So there's no strength. There's no growth. Quit looking for uh, the Amazon Prime for your life. Take the hard path. You can push a button and crap shows up on your porch. Take the hard path. Okay, that's not how life really works. 
if you've been trained by this magic wand in your hand to not lean into the strenuous activities, uh, take that thing and drop your heel down on it and crush it, and go lean into some strenuous activities, this is where the best parts of life come from. Ooh, that's a good start for the show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. I'm Dave Ramsey. That's Dr. John Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Thank you for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Jake is with us in New York. Hi, Jake. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how's it going, Mr. Ramsey? Better than I deserve, sir. What's up? So I'm 23 years old, and I'm wondering uh, what I'm doing right now will help me set my retirement up, you know, at either 40 years old or if I'm lucky enough, early. Why do you want to retire at 40? Uh, I don't know, kind of seeing my father who, uh, you know, working every day and, uh, you know, kind of breaking his butt. I was wondering, uh, if I could retire from my main job and focus on my main, uh, my own business, I would much rather do that. Well, let's do that before 40. Yes, absolutely. Why don't you just do that like soon? I mean, like by the time you're 26, still a 40, you don't have to be retired to run your own business. Matter of fact, you can't be retired and run your own business. The definition of running your own business is you're running the business, so you're not retired. And running is the key word you, there. By, by retired, you don't mean retired. You mean quit the job you hate and do the one you love. That's what you meant, right? In the short sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you weren't going to, like, go fishing six days a week. No. At 40, that wasn't what you were talking about. You were talking about do something you love instead of a job you hate, which is what your dad did. So do a job you hate for a little while, make as much money as you can with a plan to open your business in the next four to five years, and then run a business your whole life. Um, I had enough money to quit working by the time I was 40, but I didn't. I work more because I love what I do. I love running this business. I love getting to do this show. I love the things I get to do, and if I don't love them, I change them because I own it. So 
you know, that that's, uh, that's the game you want to get in is where you're just leaning into your strengths and you're having fun most days. Some days I get tired and grouchy too, but, um, no, but, um, uh, you've never seen that. No. Shut, shut up, John. But the, uh, um, yeah, you see what I'm saying, Jake? I mean, so it sounds like you do, you do a job right now just for money and you don't want to have to do that for the rest of your life. Correct. So I, I'm, uh, I have my main job and then I run my other job on the side, which, uh, I've been running it for the last, uh, about year. Yeah. So do that for a while and let's get the job. You, the, the business that you want to get up, get it up and running in the next three to four years and let that be your plan instead of I'm going to pile up so much money and I'm going to work at something I hate for 20 freaking years. No, I don't want to do that. And no, I'm not going to tell you to do that. I, I would tell you instead, let's just, you know, make something you love lucrative enough to live on and grow it. And Jake, I, this may not be you, man, but I hear this sentiment more and more. I used to hear it from my students, and I'm hearing it more and more and more. The idea of retirement used to be I want to have enough so that when I quit working, I can, like, I've got enough to live on, right? And then that became I want to have all these wild adventures. All, the, the, the definition of retirement keeps moving forward. And now I'm hearing it with young people I want to get to a spot where I can do nothing. And I will tell you, there is no quicker way. For your body to shut down, your relationships to fall apart, you will hate your life if you do nothing. That's not a goal. That's not an objective to get to that place. So I like, Dave, create a life that you want to live, man. Create a life that you want to be involved with. I had a guy on my show call uh, yesterday. It was heartbreaking. It it was tough. Amazing guy who quit drinking and and has uh, sober for X number of weeks now. And here's what he said. He said, I work out every day now and i'm running out of ways to kill my kill time and he was asking me for some other things he could do to help kill time and i said dude your life isn't something you want to kill it's something to live right and so this idea that i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get to this place when i'm 40 then i can just do nothing <laughs> that's that's a miserable goal man it's a miserable goal yeah get having enough money to be independent ah that's a good word I like financially that. independent and have some autonomy is a good thing, but uh, the goal is not to, uh, you know, sit on the back porch and drink all afternoon. I mean, it's not, you know, th- this is not, what are you going to do? So I had a friend of mine sold his uh, business. He had grown since he started really young, and uh, he sold his business for multiplied millions of dollars when he was 32. Hmm. And um, he, you know, kind of had that goal, like, I want to do nothing. He said, I always want, he said, I'm just going to play golf and fish. And so he went fishing all the time Mm -hmm. and he played golf all the time. And he said, I got so fat and my wife didn't like me and I didn't like me and I didn't even like golf or fishing anymore. (laughs) And it was two of my favorite things in the world. And I hated them because it's all I did all day long. It was like, if you eat enough lobster, it tastes like soap, right? It's not good anymore. Your favorite food, eat it every day. You'll hate it eventually. And so you know, what he did is he went back in business and lost his weight and is the happiest he's ever been in his life. He, mm-hmm. he does has something to do every day. He's got a purpose. He's got an adventure. Yeah. In life. It, you know, honestly, Bass and, and Tylus Pro V1s are not, this is not an adventure, <laughs> uh, except on a limited basis. I mean, it's not, it's just not, uh, uh, you know, now maybe you're, maybe you're a fishing guide. Okay. Yeah. But short of that, well, the, adventure, that the adventure the there that is I'm going to retire and do and just and be a person of leisure. Oh, yeah. You know, this is what we think of when we think of dysfunctional, uh, 
zoned out, often drugged up, trust fund babies are people of leisure uh, with their seersucker suits sitting on the deck chair of the Titanic, mm. you know, and that that's the problem. So that's not what Jake's trying to do, but this is you and I continuing our yeah, yeah. conversation from the first segment here. And uh, so it, it just, you know, th- there's something to be said uh, of um, there's a dignity that comes from impacting things and moving things around good good question jake thank you for joining us uh georgie's with us georgie is in phoenix hi georgie how are you i'm great how are you guys better than i deserve what's up of course you are um i want to find out where i should be throwing my money i'm currently putting more than 15 percent towards my retirement and uh my reason for that is i'm just starting late in saving for retirement or should I be putting that at my house, like you always say, and get it paid off sooner? How old are you? I am 64. Okay. And how much do you owe on your home? About 146. Mm-hmm. 146. About how 146. much cash do you have in non-retirement? In non-retirement, 42,000. What do you have in retirement? 38,000. 38,000. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what do you make? About 60. Okay. So our goal should be two-pronged. By the time you're 76 Mm -hmm. years from now, I want the house paid for, and I want a big nest egg, right? We need both of those. Either one of them not done is going to leave you you vulnerable. And so Mm -hmm. the best way I know how to do that is 15% towards retirement and chunk everything else you can get on the house and work as much as you can work. If you can pick up any extra income, even throw it at the house, you'll get this house done. Then we've got even more money because we don't have a house payment anymore to chunk at retirement. And the last couple of years, you could really build up retirement fast. But if we said, okay, four years to pay off the house is $40,000 a year. Yeah. And that puts you at 68. True. Okay. So that, that's going to involve more work. That's going to involve more income than you have coming in. Okay. And so if you, that, that's the kind of thing I'd love to see for you. It's not like you're mm-hmm. going to die. If you don't do that, I don't, I don't want you to misunderstand. It's not like, Oh God, it's all coming. <laughs> you're in pretty good shape. You're heading in the right direction. You're not out of control, but if you, but you know, if you can have zero debt, including your home going into your golden years, it stabilizes everything because your largest, uh, line item in your budget is housing. And when it's all paid off, your largest line item is no longer your largest line item. Ding, ding. So it stabilizes everything. That's where I want you to go. Good question, Georgie. Thank you for joining us. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, 
and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, if you enjoy this show, you can help us. We would appreciate it since you don't pay anything for it. Um, <laughs> Dude, what else? Leave, awesome. uh, leave us a uh, five-star review. That helps move the needle on uh, the listenership, helps people find us and all that kind of stuff. One stars are of no value. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, okay? So, or uh, say it about another show. Yeah, just go, you know. Trash something else or whatever, if that's your thing. But the uh, And also subscribe. Click the follow, the subscribe on the whatever you do it, Spotify or Apple or YouTube or wherever it is, and, and share the show. You can, you can send the links out. Uh, you can tell people that this show is on TBN now, that this show is on 680 radio stations. Just share by just simply telling people with, like, your lips and stuff. So if you'll spread the word for us, it makes a lot of difference. Help us. Help us, help us, help us. I'll also us. say this, Dave, um, and these are words that – I never thought would would uh, come out of my mouth. Oh, you should follow me and Dave on social media. <laughs> uh, me and Dave are TikTok sensations, and Tick- we are Instagram. I, I'm big on TikTok. Instagram sensations. So follow us there too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big deal on TikTok. So just check it out. I'm, I have no idea, but that's what they tell me. So <laughs> who knew? A boomer on TikTok. So there you go. All right, let's go to Mary in Trenton, New Jersey. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Dave. Hi, Dr. John. It's an honor to be talking to you. You too. What's up? Um, so I actually, I live in Michigan, um, but Trenton comes into the equation. So I live in Michigan. Um, my husband and I are in baby step two right now. Um, I found you guys back in August, and I've been, you've been uh, helping me get through a lot of housework, so I appreciate it. I'm always plugged in to your podcast. Thank you. Um, we, we own a rental property from when we lived in New Jersey. Um, it's near Trenton. And um, we've been rental property owners, or however you want to call it, um, for about 18 years. So that makes this the upcoming um, change a little bit more like emotional for us. Um, we're done. Um, I know. I know what you would say about having an out-of-state rental property. Uh, we're tired of it. Um, it's it pays the mortgage, but we're just tired of dealing with it. Um, and we do have baby step two and three to take care of. If we do sell the property, which is the plan right now, um, it will take care of baby step two. It will take care of baby step three, take care of capital gains taxes, uh, fees, and all of that, and leave us with probably like 10000 left over to invest. So um, I, I guess my first question is, is that the right thing to do? And my other question is, because I think I know the answer to the first question, is how do I feel more comfortable with this idea and like after all of that money cycles through baby step two and three and then being left with so little in the end, it just feels kind of like anticlimactic and disappointing. Mm. Well, yes, you've got to do it. There's no question um, that it's the right thing to do because the way you, if you pan back and look at these things, the way to make the decision and the way to feel better about it is go, okay, 10 years from today, I've got two options. Keep this thing and whittle my way through this or dump this thing, which I really don't even like anymore, and make major strides forward. 
So 10 years from today, who, which, you know, which Mary wants to look back on this Mary and be happy with her, you know? Uh, so that's going to tell you to sell it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's also simultaneously how you feel better about it, I think, is, okay, this is a season. Um, it's okay to say out loud I'm emotionally invested in this and, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm abandoning a former dream that wasn't as dreamy as I thought it was going to be called uh, landlording. Uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be dreamy. 18 years in, it's not much of a dream. It's semi-nightmare, and I'm kind of glad to be out of it. But I kind of am, yeah. am admitting that I was, uh, you know, I was on the wrong boat for a while, and now I'm having to change boats. And saying that out loud stings a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But all the while, you know, the grown-up part of you is saying this is wisdom. Yeah. Um, like we always looked at it as like, oh, it'll be an investment for the future, and um, it's, and, and I mean, the it's future's the here. Future, we're, well. I guess. Like here, you are. Here, here, here you are. Age, here you are, 18 years later, living in the future. It paid off. I know. Hooray. I know. Hey, Mary, have you ever have you yeah. ever not owed anybody anything? No. Have you ever had, like, an air conditioner break or a roof leak and you started laughing? No. <laughs> so no, never. you're talking to two guys who are on the other side of that who mm-hmm. both of us have paced around the house unable to breathe because our wives were asleep and we didn't know how we were going to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell my wife that we our, our net worth was in the negative by hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't know how to say those words. And now mm-hmm. I can tell you on the other end when our air conditioner busted and we started dying laughing. Not because we're rich or we got money, but we had an emergency fund. And no debt. Mm-hmm. And we didn't owe anybody any money. And so we started laughing, not because we're happy to spend 10 grand, but because, of course, it happens right around Christmas or whatever the thing was. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yeah. it's not me being flippant. It's me being saying, what I can tell you on the other side of where you are, peace is worth every <laughs> everything you will go through selling this house. Yeah. I think more than anything, you're, you're just grieving the I, the thing that oh I thought this thing was going to be the answer to all my problems and now all these eighteen years later dealing with it it's not it just helps a little and so it 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 just you know uh, it, it it was a disappointment yeah you gotta grieve it, it man it's not it's not it's not what you thought it was going to be I thought and, I'd have thirty houses in eight in eighteen years right yeah I got one and I don't like it and it's not even fun so yeah it's time to do it be the grown-up hold your hold your breath hold your nose get your work done eat your broccoli and uh then you'll be healthy and strong <laughs> josh is in green bay wisconsin hey josh what's up hey dave how are you doing better than we deserve how can we help um so i just had a question about um college versus career um so I had a career beforehand, and then uh, me and my wife decided this last year that I'd go ahead and go back to college for an engineering degree. Um, I'm just kind of second-guessing it because it's just we went from such a a much larger income down to a a single income, and I'm just kind of wondering if maybe I should just go back to working full-time at my previous career or if I should continue with college. Uh, How long is your your career going to be – how long are you going to make less money? Um, it'll be for the full four years while I'm in college. And then on the back end, how much more money are you going to make? Um, hopefully, hopefully around like 20,000 more or so. 
Um, I don't think it's going to be okay. Very when you started this process, you knew every bit of this. Yeah. What changed? Um, I think it's just. I'll tell you, um, engineering's hard. <laughs> right? That too. And there's a bunch right. of twenty year old knuckleheads in there that don't know what they're like eh, and they're complaining about stuff and you're like, You have no idea about the real world and it's a drag <laughs> and you don't like homework and you want to play with your kids and do whatever. It just it sucks. Right. And so you want to quit. Well, I feel like that's part of it and part of it's just like I I kind of have money as a big um, security blanket for me because you knew that before you started this. Have a lot of it around. So, you knew that before you yeah. started this. That doesn't change. So, other than engineering is hard, what changed? Um, I think I just want to have more money saved up in the long run, I suppose. And I thought I'd be a little more comfortable with it than I am like now. But in two different times, when I chose to go back for a not just to spend money on a nonsense degree but with an intentionality for a career on the other side of it it's worked out exponentially for me that's all i can tell you okay. my personal experience i've done it twice so um okay. what does your wife make uh she makes seventy five thousand a year what did you used to make uh i used to make seventy thousand. and what do you make now nothing i don't make anything she's You're not really working? working no why uh it was just kind of challenging with all the homework and extra stuff on the side oh come on i got two phds with a full-time job brother no sympathy here get a job too get a job too come on go work you can do it and kids work in college all the time dude don't quit now you're like a grown-up and stuff you can still work while you're in college be easier for you because you're more mature yeah i got homework no you're get get a job man and and finish your dadgum degree plow through you got this it's worth it this is the ramsey show Hey guys it's rachel you've heard me talk about christian healthcare ministries a health cost sharing ministry But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Wow, credit card debt is at an all-time high in history. More credit card debt than any time in history right now. With debt payments and inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck, a lot of people feel like they're drowning and they're scared to death. They don't have enough to take care of your family. If you're ready to say, I've had it, we're ready to help you. Financial Peace University will do it. It's our nine-lesson course that teaches you how to beat debt and build wealth. It's everything you wish you'd learned about how to handle money. Nearly 10 million people have taken Financial Peace University, and uh, they'll tell you that they don't worry about money like they used to. They're in control. 
and you can be too. So decide you're done with the stressing out. Decide you're done with the losing the money battle. It's just silly. I mean, time to change something. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Thanks for joining us, America. Eugene, Oregon. Tyler's up. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. How you guys doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Okay, so um, I'm an electrical contractor, and I have a commercial property. Uh, we live in the back portion of it, but I'm upgrading the front for storefront, and I want I need to build an accessory building because I'm branching out to a lighting store, and I need storage. But I want to pay off my loan ASAP. And I don't know which way if I should expand the business and try and bring more money or just pay it off and then do it in a year or two. Actually, probably next year, pay the loan off or do it this year. That's really the question. Yeah. So one year swing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you pay your loan off. Your loan on what? The property. Okay. So the, the, the commercial uh, building has a loan. Yes. And either you, you and you have a you have a stack of money, and that stack of money will either pay that loan off or build the storage. And if you pay the loan off, then you can build the storage next year. Yes. Do that. Pay the loan off now. No brainer. Oh. Okay. Okay. You want to okay. know why? Well, sure. Yes, I would. Don't do it because I said do it. Do it because you know why. Okay. <laughs> okay. No risk. When you're running a business and you have little to no risk because you don't have a mortgage anymore, you make different decisions. You're more bold. You're more creative. You're more turned loose into the business. I am much more bold with our business decisions because I don't have any stinking payments anywhere in my life, and none of those decisions are going to be the end of me financially and so i can reach over there and drop some coin on something and hope it works and and do everything i smart and wise and try to make it work but if it doesn't work it's not the end of me does that make sense that makes that makes perfect sense and so what people what you can't really put into numbers is this entrepreneurial freedom and boldness and creativity that happens when you don't have any debt anymore because stuff is going to come at us. I mean, we've got inflation coming at us. We've got, uh, you know, we've got uh, pandemic quarantines coming at us. We got balloons coming at us. We got, we got stuff coming at <laughs> Our us pets everywhere. Heads right? are falling off. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We got stuff. We got stuff. Uh, we got stuff coming at us everywhere. And so, you know, you you just have all these these threats, these existential threats. And you don't out know where there. they're coming. And you don't know when they're coming. What 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 what's the next thing gonna be? I guarantee you, if you had polled a million Americans, a giant balloon floating across the sky would not have entered anyone's not next a threat. single person's mind. Not one. Not even the conspiracy theories. Conspiracy. <laughs> Rachel theorists. could not have cooked up Rachel. A, a balloon. Rachel Cruz, the king <laughs> queen of conspiracy theories, would not have entered into the balloon world. Nope. So I mean, there's you never always, know, dude. there's always an existential threat. I mean, and if not, just watch the news; they'll give you one. <laughs> And so, you know, the, the, the thing is, uh, and the truth is there's outside variables coming at you all the time in business and there, they are, they do. Somebody create, opens up a shop right across the street or they do create yeah. risk. And so, and all of a sudden you're going, I'm really glad I don't need payments. And that means I can go to this and I can counterpunch 
this way and I can fight this one to the death and I can choose to walk away from that other one. And um, you got all kinds of stuff here. It just and it, it, it changes the uh, the way you walk, changes your body uh, language. You know, you're you're uh, it, it's hard for me to describe, but I've been working with uh, small business leaders for 25 years, teaching people this. And I see it all the time. I see their their world expand and grow when they get rid of the weight that they didn't even know was there. Hmm. And my guess is you probably build a different shop a year from now. You don't have any payments. Let me tell you this. For sure, if you build anything with debt or you build it with cash, you will build different. That's right. A hundred percent. Because that cash is like real money. And that debt is like it's somebody else's money. It's like monopoly money. You do not emotionally pay attention with borrowed money like you do when it's your freaking money. That's right. Even like even if you guys just buying a car out there just for your house, right? It's not a business decision. I, we're gonna go buy a car, and uh, when you when you when you pay cash, you're like we're studying this puppy. I'm looking. I'm gonna read every the article on it, and uh, you know I don't know the green ones don't have good resale. You know, and this one's just, got it for forty eight dollars cheaper. I'm gonna go to that car. Yeah, right? and you're, when you're like, um, you know, you're buying borrowing money to do it, you're like. Yeah! I'll just sign right here. I'm out, I'm out of here. I gotta I gotta go to Chick Fil A. I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> Connie's with us. Connie is in Phoenix. Hi, Connie. How are you? Uh, doing great today, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Uh, I was in a vehicle accident on January second. Hit and run. Vehicle was totaled. You okay? Uh, I find myself without a vehicle. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Time won't heal. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, some stitches in the eye. Some whoa. It's a real wreck. Some uh, some uh, neck pain, and but nothing that time won't heal. I'll be fine. Wow, so. I'm sorry. That's scary as crap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a little bit. But now I have to buy a new vehicle. Obviously, insurance isn't going to give me near what the vehicle is worth. No, they are. I just that, need... the vehicle is worth exactly what they're going to give you. That's what the policy says. <laughs> uh, we can. Uh, maybe my idea what the vehicle's worth. No, anyway. your idea of vehicle worth. Um, I'm not talking about that. The market value of the vehicle, they are legally bound to give you the money for it. Right. And which right. means you can go and buy I, another make, vehicle exactly like you had for that amount of money. And I guess that's where the question is, and I need help not to do something emotionally. You want to upgrade wrong. from the wreck. Well, I just, I don't know if we need a truck anymore. And yes, my son just bought a new Cadillac CTS, and then I'm looking at the version of the CTS V, not a new one, a used one. But I don't know if that's too much money to spend on a car, even if so, I have the money. Do you have the money? I, just, uh, I would be close. Uh, depending on what they give me, the settlement on the truck's not done yet. Okay, rule number one is if you don't have the money, if you don't have the money, end of discussion. You don't buy it. It's a stupid car. So you right. either got the money or you don't right. buy the car. Number one. Number two is, is it too much car? Uh, A good rule of thumb is cars and things with wheels and motors of any kind go down in value always. And so things with wheels and motors that you have in your possession, in your name, should not total up more than half your annual income. Otherwise, you have too much invested in things that go down in value. So what's the Cadillac cost? 67. Okay. What do you make? 135 household income uh add another 22 so 157 157 what's mama's car worth uh well mama doesn't have a car there's a seven, 1970 camaro sitting in the garage three quarters of the way restored so it's your wife doesn't probably, drive a car no 
we, we got by with the truck. The truck was our only running vehicle that, um, okay. I have a company car that we Okay, can so use, the Camaro's but, worth what? In its present state, probably 15. Okay. So you can afford the 67 if you got the cash. But if you don't okay. have the cash, you can't do it. No upgrades due to Rex that put you into debt. Nope, 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 nope. And nope. don't say things like, it's going to make me make an emotional decision. You're going to choose that. That's a choice. Don't make that choice. Yeah, you've already said it out loud, so it's no longer emotional. Now it's intellectual. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dave Byrne. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.